0: I'm just grateful for safe house ministries and i'm grateful for tomorrow's hope and grace house and for all the people that i've met down here that's helped me to improve myself i'm just grateful that god give me grace and hope yeah
1: hello and welcome to renew restore rejoice the safe house ministries podcast where we share stories of the power of god to change lives through safe house ministries safe house ministries is based out of columbus georgia and we are a ministry that exists to love and serve people who have been impacted by homelessness, addiction, and incarceration. I am your host, Phil Schuler, the Director of Development for Safe House Ministries here in Columbus, Georgia. Safe House serves over 1,000 people each month as they transition back into our community Safe House provides 213 beds for homeless individuals and families and provides many other important services such as case management for obtaining employment, case management for finding a permanent home, over 300 hot meals every day, free clothing, and so much more. One of the most incredible services that Safe House Ministries provides is our free 9 to 12 month intensive outpatient substance abuse program, which is state licensed and has no waitlist setting it apart from nearly all other state-licensed recovery programs, which are often very expensive and nearly always have a wait list of two weeks or longer. Almost 100% of those individuals staying in our shelters who follow our three-phase program end up fully employed, and 68% of individuals who stay at least one night with us end up finding work and moving into their own home. Thank you for being with us today and listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Good morning. This morning on the podcast, I'm sitting here with Jana, and Jana is someone that has recently graduated from the Tomorrow's Hope program and been a part of the program at Safe House Ministries. Jana, good morning. Thank you for being here. Good morning. So, Jana, to start out, I would love to ask you if there was one word that you feel like might best describe you, what would that word be?
0: Determined. Determined? Mm -hmm.
1: That's a good word. What makes you say that?
0: Because if I set my mind to something, I'll achieve it. Even if it takes a long time, I'm going to achieve it.
1: Awesome. Determined. You're not going to give up.
0: No, I don't give up.
1: So that's really neat. I'm sure that's been a part of your story over the years. Hmm. Jana, would you tell us where you grew up?
0: I grew up in a small town in northeast Georgia called Habersham County.
1: Okay. And all your childhood was there in that place? Yes,
0: until a year ago, and I moved to Columbus.
1: Okay. Wow. Until just a year ago. Was it very country out there? A lot of, oh, did you yeah. have a lot of lands at oh, the house? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. My parents own a lot of land.
1: Okay. Any animals, horses or anything like Dogs. that? Dogs. Dogs? Yeah. And right. Cats. Yeah. Awesome. So Jana, tell us about growing up, childhood. Was it a good childhood? Was there struggles at that time?
0: My parents separated, but I had a really wonderful stepdad. My mom has some mental health issues. And my dad was not there. He was an addict, and I didn't see very much of him growing up.
1: Okay. So your dad, like when you were little?
0: he Up until I was probably about 16 or 17.
1: Okay. So he was in active addiction, and he wasn't around? No,
0: he wasn't around. He was doing his own thing.
1: Okay. When did you get the stepdad into your life? When I was eight. When you were eight? Okay. So... Then how about the teenage years?
0: I was always rebellious. I ran away when I was 12 and moved in with my grandmother.
1: Twelve? Yeah. What and caused you to do that?
0: My mother's mental health issues. Me and her butted heads a lot. She was sick, and she couldn't help it. She couldn't help it.
1: So you were just frustrated, and you wanted to be out of the house?
0: Yeah. I had a younger brother that was 21 months younger than me, and I did a lot of taking care of him. Okay. So.
1: And you were you ran to your grandmother's house, you said? Yeah.
0: I actually ran away and went to a payphone and called my grandmother and told my mother I wasn't coming back.
1: Did that last or did you? Actually... Oh yeah,
0: my, my mom signed guardianship over to my grandmother. So
1: you began to live with your grandmother. Yeah, I did. For the rest when... of your teenage years? Yes, okay.
0: Till I got married when I was 17.
1: 17? So how did that come to pass?
0: I met him through a friends and I just wanted to I don't know, I just wanted to be on my own. I didn't really want to live with the family. I don't know. I, I grew I was grown before I was grown. Yeah. So I grew up real fast.
1: Just because of taking care of your younger brother, you say? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's having a, I guess, with your, it seems like maybe you had to take on a lot of the household responsibilities. Yeah. Cleaning, she was, laundry, yeah. cooking.
0: Yeah. My mom had, a, She, I guess she was molested as a child, and her mental health got the best of her. And I don't know if she, if she was taking medicine at the time or not, because she's not been real big on taking her medicine. She's off of it again, and we don't get along real good when she don't take her medicine. Mm. I love her, and she was a good mom. She did the best she could do. Yeah, she was very, I was very spoiled. They. I got everything I wanted. We weren't hurting for anything. It was just I felt like I had to be grown up.
1: Yeah. So yeah. you got married at 17. Yes, I did. How did that go?
0: We got pregnant on our honeymoon, and I had a son. His name's Isaac, and it went well for a while, except for I was a drug addict. I started using when I was 14. So, what got you
1: started using drugs at point? My
0: uncle had a girlfriend, and she was into it, and she was like, "Here, you want to try this?" And so I did.
1: What was the first entryway into that world? It was
0: methamphetamines. Oh, yeah, at fourteen. Yeah.
1: So what? So did that instantly hook you? Oh or? yeah,
0: yeah, it did. But I dabbled in everything. Like I also smoked marijuana, and I just the older I got, the more I needed to do different stuff so I tried everything
1: so you were addicted to methamphetamine Mm -hmm. and maybe using some other things Mm -hmm. at the time from 14 through 17 so you were addicted in in using those things and then you got married at 17
0: yeah and I stopped because I got pregnant I stopped I guess I stopped till my kid was two or three and then I don't know how it come about but somehow I was somewhere and somebody had some meth and then I did one and like they say One is too many and a thousand is never enough.
1: So was your husband a user also? No.
0: Oh, no. He didn't use. He was a very good man. He took care. I left my son with him. I ended up giving custody to him and he raised our son.
1: So how how long did that marriage last?
0: Oh, gosh. I don't know. Two or three years, maybe. It wasn't very long.
1: Was he unwilling to put up with your addiction? Yeah, he was
0: unwilling to put up with it because he just didn't do it and didn't believe in it. So he wasn't going to put up with it.
1: And I guess, did he try to help you out of that? And just, he was just unsuccessful? No, I just or? didn't.
0: I don't know. He just didn't understand. And I just didn't want to stay. I just, I done got back on it. So I just left.
1: Okay. So you got divorced around 1920, something like that?
0: Yeah, I think it was 21, 21. probably.
1: And you said you he had, you gave him custody of Isaac. And then what'd you do from there?
0: Oh, gosh. Lived in my car and hopped around from couch to couch and partied all the time. Wow. So,
1: okay. How did you get money?
0: My friends or whatever, boyfriends, friends. When you're on drugs and you want to use them, nobody charges you. Sometimes you can get what you want if if they want to get high with you. Yeah. So I didn't have to pay for anything like that. I just always handed it. They handed it to me.
1: So methamphetamine was that the the biggest thing that you used or used most often?
0: At first, yeah, and then I got older. And I had got shot by my second husband.
1: Shot like in the chest
0: with a 22 Hornet. And it almost killed me. It collapsed both of my lungs. And when when
1: did you get married to the second
0: husband? Oh my gosh. We weren't even married about six months. I don't know, a long time after that. So was this in your early 20s? No, it was in my 30s. Okay. So
1: from 21, whenever you got divorced through your early 30s, you were just single. No. Using, partying.
0: no, I was single for a while and partying. And then I met my second son's dad okay. and he was an alcoholic and he was abusive, but I mm-hmm. spent many years with him. I would pack up and move out and move back in. And he had a home and a job and he was older, way older. So he's a good bit older than me. And then we were together for years and he said he couldn't get me pregnant. And years later, we got pregnant with my son, Keegan.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. I was just all over the place. Like, I didn't really stay in just one place. I was everywhere.
1: You said Keegan is your second son Yes, girl? he is. Okay. So, over many years, you were uh, with his dad, just living together, and then, yeah. then you ended up getting married at some point?
0: After me and him split up, like, uh, he had got sent to jail because we had gotten to domestic altercation, and he broke my ribs.
1: Okay. So, it sounds like he was really abusive.
0: Yes, he was. When Only when he was drinking. When he was sober, he was very kind to me. Like, he was really good to me, but he would be abusive to me and then go buy me things, thinking, okay, I can abuse you, and then I can buy you things, and it's okay. Mm. And I put up with it because, like I said, it was stability. It really For was. years?
1: This was a long period yes. of many years?
0: Yes, I I don't even know how many years, four or five, probably, that I put up with that.
1: Wow. And this was before you were pregnant, and then... After several years, you ended up getting pregnant?
0: Uh, yeah, I got pregnant with him years later. See, I was, I want to say I was, my sons are five years apart. It was five years later Okay. that I had another one. Wow,
1: wow. And are you is are you involved in Isaac's life? Oh, still? yeah.
0: We talk on the daily. And that's been a really hard thing because I put him through a lot. A three-year-old child, my mama left me. He didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And then five years later, I had a son that stayed with me. Until two years ago, and I gave him to my mom for guardianship, and then I got him back just a few months ago. Okay. He lives with me now.
1: Wow. You, in your, with Keegan's dad, you guys were living together, got pregnant. How long did you stay with him? Did you stay with him? You said he broke your ribs while you were pregnant? No, after I was. After you? Were yeah, pregnant. after I
0: had him. Keegan was six months old when he got arrested and went to prison for breaking my ribs. Wow.
1: And I think you were telling me before that you had Keegan. Prematurely or a little early yeah. because of the abuse? I had
0: him at 34 weeks. Yeah, his dad was really abusive, even through the pregnancy. He tried to tell me that the kid wasn't his because he said that he couldn't have kids. And it was his son for sure because I wasn't, I was just with him.
1: Wow. So six months after Keegan was born, he gets arrested. What did you do then?
0: I went to live with my mother. I lived with my mom for off and on for a while. And then I met a guy that lived over the road from us. And then I lived with him off and on. So I was back and forth with him and my mom. And then I was with him for a while and he was pretty abusive and we did lots of drugs together. Mm -hmm. So he, he broke my nose one time. Oh, so yeah.
1: Wow. What, what, what led you to just be with these guys that were abusive? I watched
0: my dad. My mom left my dad when I was four, but my dad was abusive to my mom, not my stepfather. He treated her like a queen and us like, like, good. He was so great to us. He really was. He stepped up. He took care of him. My kids call him Papa and everything. He's a good man. Wow.
1: So was it just the fact that you were looking for someone to be a stable force, give you a place to live, some stability, take care of you, and you were just willing to put up with the abuse? To yeah, have
0: that? I didn't have very much. I had low self-esteem. I've always had low self-esteem until I worked the steps and got through the process. And now I love myself and I have Decent self esteem, but I love myself now, and I didn't before. I was miserable. I don't know. I was miserable, so I just went for anything.
1: Wow. What happened from there?
0: I moved to Michigan with him, and we Michigan? were Michigan. Yeah, to That's Ross Common. Yeah, to I forgot about that. I lived there for about six months, so I did move outside of Northeast Georgia for six months. But the longest I've ever been out of Northeast Georgia is a year and six months. That's been my home. That's where I grew up. That's where all my family is. So,
1: how old were you when you were in Michigan?
0: I don't really remember. I stayed really high, so I don't Uh, remember a whole lot of things. I I actually stuff all the bad stuff down, and I've been having to bring it up to work the steps to fix the resentments and all that stuff. So I can just deal with it a little better, but I try not to talk about it because I got PTSD from all that, you know, and stuff. And the husband that shot me, he spent four years. They only charged him with aggravated assault. And I got three titanium ribs. For rib- shooting? Yes, for shooting me. Aggravated assault. That he- seems strange. Yes, that's all he got. Well, but- so
1: was he, I guess, their thinking was he wasn't actually trying to kill you? He was just trying to hurt you? Yeah,
0: I guess that's what they thought.
1: Using a gun's a pretty serious right. thing.
0: Right, yeah. I told him he brought the gun, and I saw it. And I said, shoot me, if you want to shoot me. And I didn't think he'd really shoot me because he's my husband. But he did. And it was at night. It was at nighttime. It took me 16 days to fully recover. I was incubated. I had a tube for three days. I was in a medical induced coma. Um, because when I came in I was on I think my blood for meth was like eighteen hundred and that's really hard, high. So I was aggressive. Yeah. And I'd lost I mean
1: you're using, you're aggressive and right, you're using.
0: Yeah. And I I'd lost seven pints of blood. I had to have a blood transfusion. Like it collapsed both my lungs and I had to have tubes. To drain the fluid, and now only have a, half a lung on my right side, and three titanium ribs, and two they couldn't so even they fix. So they had to
1: cut half of your lung. Yeah, half of my lungs removed.
0: Yeah, because it damaged it, and they couldn't fix it. And then they couldn't repair two of my ribs, but they got three. Ti- I got three titaniums, and or I had to, yeah, and I had to have reconstructive surgery on this side. Bullet fragments try to make their way out, so I still have to take antibiotics from time to time because I get infection from that. It'll be a forever thing.
1: And this was uh, Keegan's father?
0: No, this was the husband I married after Keegan's father.
1: Okay. Okay. We were so, only married. Not the one you this was after your trip to Michigan and then you came back down? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And I'm, I actually met the other guy through, it was my sister-in-law's, my brother's wife's ex-husband. I know that sounds crazy. This is the
1: guy that you went to Michigan with? No. This is the the husband. You this guys. is the husband. After six, so, okay. sec- so I guess at some after six months, you realized I don't know why I'm up in Michigan. I'm going back home. You came back home, and then is that when you got met this? Then it
0: was a good while after that. My brother, we found out my brother had MS, and I moved in with him to take care of him because he had to have shots and stuff in his back. He's and in the
1: same area.
0: He lived in White County. He moved to White close County. Close by. But it's like one county over. Okay. North.
1: Yeah. So you lived with your brother, taking care of him for a while. Yes. Still using aggressively. Oh uh, yeah, that point? not
0: a lot, but yeah, I was dabbling. Okay. So I mean, I could use off and on. I, I've always tried to stop. I did, I didn't want to be an addict. I just didn't know how to stop. Yeah. I needed help, and and God give me that through tomorrow's hope.
1: So, okay, I'm excited to hear about how all that came to pass. So you so you were help living with your brother, helping him, and then wh- what happened from there?
0: Me and my sister-in-law got into it, and she made him kick me out.
1: Okay, so where'd you go then?
0: With Gary, and that was my second husband.
1: Okay. As soon as you got kicked out from there, I guess you had kn- known Gary and had a relationship with him, and you guys just on that relationship?
0: Yeah. See, I knew that he was an alcoholic as well. Gary was? Yes. And he wasn't very nice to me. I don't know. There's another. I knew I could move out. His his mom was very, I don't know, Pentecostal or something. And she let me move up there with him. But the deal was we had to get married. So you I were didn't want to with, marry him.
1: He, he was living with his mom. Mm-hmm. And you moved into their house. Mm-hmm. But she said, you guys got to get married. Yeah, so I married him. Okay. And yeah. then you guys were married and stay, stayed living with yes. his mom? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So what, what was that time period like?
0: we used, and then he would go be gone for days and not come back. And he would say when he come home, don't ask me where I've been. It's none of your business. You just, my job was to stay there and take care of my kid and his kid. He had a 13 year old son.
1: From someone else?
0: Yeah. From my brother's wife.
1: So was he married to your brothers? He, yeah. Years before? before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he had a 13 year old and how old was Keegan at that point?
0: Three or four, maybe.
1: Okay, so you were taking care of his thirteen-year-old as well as Keegan, who was around three or four. Yeah. Okay, and how things go from there?
0: Oh gosh, I just stayed there and took care of him, but I was using—I started using pretty good up there. Cause I used a good bit. I don't know. Keegan stayed with my great uncle and great aunt, which he calls them Nana and Papa. Yeah. They took up with him real good because when I was in labor, I was in labor for ten and a half hours, and my great aunt was there. And she talked to my belly, and then oh. five minutes later, here comes my son. Wow. So she just always had a connection with him. Yeah. And they treat him like that's their grandson. So she helped me. They helped me a whole lot with Keegan. When all that mess was going on, he could stay there, yeah. and they'd take care of him. And so he was back and forth.
1: Was that a time period of a few years?
0: Often, on, his whole life, he stayed with his grandparents, yeah. those grandparents a lot, because he loves them, and they love him.
1: So um, were you married to Gary for a, several years? I was
0: only married to Gary for about six months before he shot me, I guess. Yeah. And what decided the divorce was he shot me.
1: I think that's a good reason to and, get uh, away. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: yeah. And there's a place up there in Northeast Georgia that helped me. They, an advocate, and they helped me get the divorce, and it was all free. And I had, with them helping me, I did some walks. They had stuff called Walk a Mile in Your yeah. Shoes. I. Led that one year and carried the banner.
1: Were you fearful after getting divorced, or was yes,
0: it... even though he was locked up? I got a TPO, they give me a TPO, and he was locked up. He never got out a TPO? Uh, temporary protective order. Okay, but I was, yeah, I was very afraid of him because he was he was crazy, it was insane that I would even put up with that. When I look back now, I think, What in the world was wrong with me?
1: So you left that relationship. Where'd you go from there? Home to my mom. Okay. Me
0: and my mom and stepfathers.
1: And you were at home for a while? Oh, yeah, for a while. Still using? No,
0: I was sober. I was sober until my brother died in 2016. I got shot in 2014, and my brother and my sister-in-law's house was set on fire, and they both died. They went to sleep, and her cigarette burnt their house. Um. They didn't make it out. They died of smoke inhalation. That they was both your, died. Your
1: brother, the one that with I had MS, his wife.
0: Yes. Yes. They and passed th- that away was in 2016. 16.
1: And that, that sent you back into addiction? I
0: relapsed. Yeah, I did. And then I'd been shot. So I was on pain pills. I had to take pain pills because my whole side had to be reconstructed. Yeah. And so I got addicted to the pain pills.
1: So you're using pain pills, methamphetamine, other well, things as well. At or?
0: first, at first it was I was just taking my pain pills, and then somehow along the way I got back on meth, and then I was I was taking both. I was yeah, I always liked to speedball. I did uppers with downers always my whole life. I've did uppers and downers, wow. so.
1: Yeah. Now, the reasoning behind that is uppers get you going, and then the downers is what? So you can sleep at night? No,
0: I would do them together. So it would just even it out. I would be, you know, I could, I have bad anxiety. And so it would help with my anxiety, but then I would have my energy. So I don't know. Somehow I, I couldn't do one without the other because yeah. it just balanced me. Okay. And it kept me really, you know, I didn't have to think about all the stuff I'd been through because I'd had really bad PTSD from that being shot.
1: Yeah. So you're living with your parents mm-hmm. um, is Keegan with you there still? yeah, okay, you've got Keegan. How old is Keegan at this point?
0: He was about to start school he was in so he was about four okay. I didn't make him start school till he was five because he was my baby, and I wanted to hold on to him okay, He was the last one I had because I had issues. I didn't really carry either one of my children well I had issues while I was pregnant.
1: Okay, both were born prematurely. No,
0: Isaac was born at 37 weeks. He was that, I guess they consider that premature because 40 is full term. Yeah. But Keegan was born at 34. I had preeclampsia with Isaac, so they had to induce. Wow. I just didn't carry children real well.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. So you're living with your parents. You've got Keegan in addiction. So what happened after that? What was the next?
0: Let's see. What did?
1: Did you, Um, were you ever in prison or in jail at any point?
0: No. I did not then. Um, the jail stuff didn't start until I was about 35. Okay. So. Which I is much
1: farther down the yeah. road. Yeah. So, so at home, in addiction, trying to raise Keegan, he starts school. Mm-hmm. What next?
0: I got a job. I got a good job working at a place up there called Cobb Ventress. It's chicken. They sell chicken to Tyson. Okay. It was a hatchery, and it started from eggs all the way up to the chickens we sent, the baby chicks we sent to the farms. And I was working and still using, and I was late. Like, there was a point system, and I was late a few times, and so I lost my job. But they told me because I was—when I give, determined. So I get a job, and I'm determined to do the best I can, so I learn everything there. And I can work when other people are not there, and wherever they needed me, I could work. Yeah. They told me I could come back in 90 days, but I didn't go back because my meth addiction was so bad that wow. I just didn't go back. Wow. And I had a, I had got a boyfriend from Milledgeville and he moved up with me to my parents' house and lived with me at my parents' house until he got arrested for trafficking methamphetamines.
1: Okay. So your boyfriend, you were living with him at your parents' house and he got arrested for trafficking meth.
0: Mm-hmm. And he spent a year in jail and finally my parents went and bonded him out. After they bonded him out, he did real good for a while, and then we got back on meth. And I got on heroin and then fentanyl, and me and him split up, and he stayed at my parents for a while, and then it was time to go to court again, and he ran. I don't know if he's ever, if they've ever found him or whatever, but my parents put their house up, so it was a big deal because he ran. He didn't ever show up. So my parents were about to lose their house, but they still have it, so... Apparently, they found him. Maybe he's in jail somewhere else, but I don't know if he'd been tried for the methamphetamine charge.
1: So, what got you started on the heroin and fentanyl?
0: This girl I hung around with, she was in the bathroom smoking something off tinfoil one night. And I went in there, I was like, What is that? And she was like, You don't want to try it, I promise. And I said, Yeah, I do. Let me try it. And then I tried it and I was hooked right off the rip. I was hooked. So, it gave me my medium. So I could do my meth and do my heroin. The heroin wasn't strong enough anymore, and I got on fentanyl. And when I got on the fentanyl, I overdosed 11 times in 12 months on the fentanyl.
1: Wow. Fentanyl is a stronger...
0: It's stronger than heroin. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Would both of them can be considered uppers?
0: They No, those are opiates. They're downers. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're for pain. Really, it's pain. It, it helps with the pain. And I've always had pain since I got shot because I'm uneven on this side. So I've always hurt. So anything to get the pain away, like when it gets cold, the pain's bad. Yeah. Now I just deal with it. I take ibuprofen. I'm I'm not dare going to take no narcotics. Not happening. Yeah. If I go to the doctor, I stress to them, please no narcotics. I will not take them wow. because I know what that'll lead to.
1: Yeah. You have that wisdom to stay away. What happened then?
0: I did all that until I started getting, like I said, I started getting arrested when I was 35 for meth and shoplifting. And I did that for a while. And finally, after it got, it just kept getting worse. The whole using thing got worse. And when it got worse, I signed him guardianship over to my stepfather with my son. And then I was in jail from 35 to 36 off and on. So it only happened for a year. Yeah. So
1: you were about 35 and you signed a guardianship of Keegan over to your stepfather. Yes. How old was Keegan?
0: He's 14 now, so he would have been 12.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then you're in jail. So what then?
0: I kept telling them. They kept locking me up and they knew that I had a problem, but they just keep locking me up. After my charges sit for a year, they finally, ca- it came up to trial and they combined it everything. And they gave me 12 months of rehab and five years of probation. And then December the 26th of 2023, I came to the Grace House and started going to Tomorrow's Hope.
1: Okay. Part of Safe House Ministry. Mm-hmm. So you came straight from being in jail in Habersham County.
0: They give me 30 days and then I came.
1: Okay, they let so me out and get They me 30 set minutes. it up while you were in jail. I guess they set it up. No, I, I did all you that. You said it. You yeah. did all that. You reached out. Mm-hmm. How did you hear about Safe House Ministries?
0: On the Thor approved list. They have something called a Thor approved list. And if it's not Thor approved, then, you know, they won't give you credit. You can't, they don't accept it. And it was, it popped up on there. Okay. And I spoke with Jamie Lee. Yeah. And Jamie Lee helped me get in.
1: Awesome. Did you apply to several different programs, or did you just you saw Safe House and you applied to Safe House? Talked with Jamie Lee. No,
0: I guess I applied to three or four, maybe. Okay. But the Safe House Ministries was the one; it was just meant to be.
1: Okay, so tell me about that. Tell us about coming down, and you said you came to Grace House. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, how'd you feel about at that point? You're just you're now you're fulfilling your court sentence. Mm So tell us about it.
0: I felt really good. I was nervous at first because I'm a small town girl and I come to the Grace House and there's a fence up there because Gracie's there to keep Gracie in, the grace dog. Gracie's the dog. Yes, she's great. So I was nervous because I was like, what is this? This is like jail. And then I get in and everybody's just so good to me. And I had a great experience. Everybody was wonderful there, helped me out a lot. And everything was a blessing. The Grace House, God gave me grace. He sent me to the Grace House.
1: Yeah. And you also started in the Tomorrow's Hope program.
0: Yes, I did. And I started with 13 people, and only two of us graduate. Wow. So, in the process of the people that started. Okay. And I've never been set back or anything like that. I've never failed any drug tests. I've never broke any rules. I I just, I wanted it. You were determined to succeed. I I was determined. I'm always determined. You needed help Mm -hmm. and
1: support in accomplishing yes
0: it. I did because I didn't know how I didn't I couldn't I could stop and then I could just start back I yeah. didn't know how I was miserable with myself and I and rehab taught me that issues that I have is inside of me I have to fix me before I can be productive yeah tell us about
1: the Tomorrow's Hope program and being a part of that did you hate it at first did you love it right from the sp- no
0: I didn't like it at first because it's at first you have to sit there for 8 hours a day Monday through Thursday and talk about how you feel and fix you. Yeah. And I didn't like it because most of my life I've spent helping other people, taking care of other people, not of myself. I've never spent time working on me. And but once I was there and I go through step 1, 2 and 3 out of the AA book, I'm okay. Like I I'm accepting things, I'm willing to try new things. I'm happy. For the yeah. first time ever, I was happy, yeah. and I didn't know what that felt like because sadness and anger is all I felt in my addiction.
1: That's the, wow! I bet that was very depressing—sadness and anger. Yes, very much. That's and why was the was using a way of trying to escape that. Yeah, it was.
0: And I've had when I was very young, I was friendly. I used to be pretty friendly. I'd say hey to everybody when I was a kid until I got about sixteen and I went to the beach. With my cousin and I met this guy that I thought was my age and he took me out. But what he had did was took me back to an apartment full of guys and I got raped by a bunch of guys.
1: At 16 years old? At 16 years old.
0: That's horrible. Yeah. And I never told no one. I didn't tell. I kept it until I told my husband a few months ago. And then I told my, told the rehab and told my friend. But I kept that inside and I carried that with me and I never told nobody none of that. That bothered me a lot. That that After that happened, my drug usage it, it increased.
1: You just started using more? From, and...
0: from 16 to 17, I used a lot. And then when I met the first husband, I stopped because he didn't use. But then I started again after a couple of years. I just, I don't know. I just always tried to, all the bad stuff that I've been through, I was just making it numb. I didn't want to yeah. feel that stuff. Didn't want to think about it. So.
1: I can't even imagine. Wow! So tomorrow's hope the program was helping you to deal with all mm-hmm. of those. They things, did a to lot kind of face them instead of run from them. Mm-hmm. To learn how to deal with.
0: It. Yes, they they learnt me. They taught me. Sorry, they taught me acceptance. Like I didn't have that before, and I learned through the process that I can't control anyone but myself and how I react to the situations.
1: Yeah. So you learned how to control yourself mm-hmm. and manage your emotions and accept yourself and yeah. love yourself.
0: And then I I felt like the issues with me being so friendly is what caused all those guys to rape me. I blamed myself for a long time. I thought it was my fault, but it really wasn't my fault. I seen that in rehab. I learned in Tomorrow's Hope that it's
1: they helped not, you to realize yes, the truth. Yes,
0: the truth about it is yeah. it wasn't regardless of how friendly I was that's not my fault.
1: No. You just trusted. That's uh, I'm glad they were able to help you with just facing that and getting through it. So so you're at Grace House, living there, going through the Tomorrow's Hope program. Sounds like it was going very well. Like mm-hmm. the, the You were determined to succeed. And so did you start, I think there's what, three phases of the Tomorrow's Hope yeah, program? Yeah,
0: actually, it's a nine-month program, but I was mandated 12 months. So they had to extend it for me for three months, but I'm in aftercare. Okay. So So I just go once a week.
1: You went through the moving forward ceremony. No, not yet. No, not
0: yet. I won't do that until January the 18th.
1: Okay. So you're in aftercare Mm -hmm. you'll have the full 12 months Mm -hmm. and then you'll be able to go through the... Moving on. Being at Grace House, you're not at Grace House now. So what happened that transitioned you from being at Grace House to now, I think you said you're married. And Mm -hmm. so tell us about that transition.
0: I got married in... Last year on October the 29th to my husband, which I'd known him for a year prior to that. We've been married a year coming on the 29th. Okay. Well, of December? of No, of October. Oh, so, yeah, so this you're month. You're
1: right about to come up yeah. on your first one year anniversary. Yes, we are.
0: Yeah. But he's, I met him, and when I met him, he was different. He was here in Columbus. No, I met he, He's from Florida, and I met him in Habersham. He, me and him had a mutual friend, and I went over to my friend's house, and he was there. So, so we you knew met.
1: him before you came to Columbus? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: I've known him for two years now. So okay. I met through a mutual friend.
1: And then you came to Columbus, to Grace House. mm mm-hmm. You started how long ago?
0: I started December the... I came here to the Grace House on December the 26th, but I think it was a couple of days before I started the process. It was probably the 18th before I started the process of January, maybe. It was a little while. It was a couple of weeks. And then then when
1: did he come down to Columbus?
0: He was in a program of sober living up in Atlanta, and he did six months. The week after he graduated, he moved down here and got us an apartment.
1: So you were married, and he was in Atlanta going through his program. Mm -hmm. You were here Mm -hmm. at Grace House going through Tomorrow's Hope. Mm -hmm. And then after he finished his program, he came down and you guys just got an apartment. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: And then you continue. You're still you continued through in the Tomorrow's Hope program. Mm-hmm. How is that going now? Yeah, I think you told me you're in school right now.
0: Yeah, I go to uh, Columbus Tech. I'm getting my GED because I quit in ninth grade. Yeah. I don't know. I feel very successful in just what I've done in the last. I'm actually 11 months and five days today. Sober. Clean. Sober.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. That is a great. That's just. I love it. That's awesome. And I'm glad that the Tomorrow's Hope program has really helped you to get to a much better place. Yes. So you you did well in the program. You said there were, how many when you started? There was
0: 13 of us that started and me and one other is going to move on. Yeah. Just me and one other. Okay. He's actually going to move on next month.
1: Congratulations on that. Thank you. And so your marriage, what's your husband's name now?
0: His name's Robert Osteen. Robert yeah. Osteen. Yeah. And he's a good man. Oh, yeah. He's a real good man. He actually just started a business a couple weeks ago, his own contract business.
1: That's neat. Yeah. That's going well? He's doing oh, yeah. well with that? Yeah, he's doing well with it. um, and he treats you well?
0: Oh, yeah. He's very good to me. He's good to my kids. He's very, he's a manly man, but he's really good to me. He treats me like, he treats me like a queen.
1: Awesome. And he's clean, so he came through his program very successfully. <laughs> and he's, was it alcohol or was it? Oh, uh, no, it
0: was drug use. Okay. Yeah, it was methamphetamines as well. He is, he
1: is he still connected to a support group with either AA or NA meetings? Well, he'll go
0: to me, he goes to meetings with me from time to time. Okay, but he works a lot. He works six days a week. Wow, he's busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, sounds like business is going well for him. Yeah, you. it is
0: going well. Good. So.
1: Okay. And do you have Keegan with you or? Uh, yes. Keegan.
0: Keegan yeah. Keegan lives with me. He goes to school. He's in middle school. Okay. Yeah. But he's living with me permanently again. I got guardianship back.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And tell me your husband's name again. Robert. Robert. Does mm-hmm. Robert, did he have any kids?
0: He does. He has a son that lives in Florida. He's 11 years old. Okay. But he don't see him because he lives in Georgia. He don't. He hasn't seen him since he moved to Georgia and he's been in Georgia for a year now.
1: You guys both like it here?
0: Yeah, I like it here. I'm more of a, I'm more of a country girl, though. I want some <laughs> land and some horses and cows and yeah. chickens, and that's just that's what I grew up around. Yeah, I don't have horses. I didn't have horses. I had friends that had horses, so I horseback ride and stuff like that. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I enjoy those kind of things.
1: I don't get the chance to do those kind of things much, but I also enjoy when I can riding a horse. I think we've done it for a couple of my kids' birthday parties or something mm-hmm. like that. Awesome. So. January will be a year Um, for you of the Tomorrow's Hope program? uh, Yes. So you'll complete the 12 months Mm -hmm. in, okay. In January. And then, so things are going well.
0: Yes, really good. I told them when they said I had to have an extra three months when probation said that, I said, I just needed a little extra love and y'all just needed me a little (laughs) extra longer.
1: Are you fearful about the future or are you hopeful and very confident about the future?
0: I'm hopeful and confident, but I have this really healthy fear of relapse. And they told me it was a healthy fear because I don't go anywhere that there's anything like that going on. I've not even put myself in that position because it terrifies me because I feel like I would pick up right where I left off. And I was a junkie, like for real. I was an intravenous drug user, and I you was using like with
1: uh, needles. Yes, okay, yes,
0: and I would—I was using a lot and speedballing. I don't, and what does
1: that mean? speedballing
0: the meth and a downer like the meth and fentanyl, or the meth and heroin, or okay. or meth and benzos?
1: Okay, yeah. So meth is an upper, mm-hmm. and then you combine that with a downer, and that's called speedballing. Yes,
0: yes. Okay, I know that where I would never, if you would have asked me where I would be at in a year, I wouldn't have thought here. I'm so blessed because I have a house. I have two cars. I have food. I have my sons. I have clothes. I have a great husband. I have a great life. And I've never been, I cannot say I was ever happy until now. And I'm absolutely the happiest I've ever remember being in my whole entire life. So that's
1: uh, that is amazing. Praise the Lord.
0: Yes, so much. And it's only by God's grace that I'm even here today. I feel like I'm a miracle. I know that my life is only because of God's grace.
1: Wow. I think you were telling me uh, before you said you overdosed 11 times Mm -hmm. in 12 months. Yeah, within
0: 12 months. So when I went and looked for fentanyl, I wanted the stuff that people were overdosing on intentionally doing that
1: trying to kill yourself or you just didn't care? I just didn't care. Just...
0: I, I couldn't say that I was trying to kill myself, but I didn't care if I did. I wasn't trying to live.
1: Just, there was no, you didn't have any I didn't hope.
0: have any hope, no hope at all. I just, I, I felt like it would be better off if I would just overdose and die. Um, actually the first time I overdosed, I was at my mom's house and my boyfriend and Keegan found me and they had to call 911. See, I had not told nobody I was doing the fentanyl, like it was secret. And so I went to smoke some. And when I did, I smoked too much and overdosed. I had to be Narcan and CPR that first time. And then sometimes I overdosed, I would be Narcan. But then sometimes they would just pour water on me, depending on where I was. If there was Narcan, they would just pour water on me and resuscitate me, CPR.
1: Wow. I'm happy for you that you are doing well now. You have a good marriage, good man. You've got Keegan raising him, getting your GED. <laughs> uh that's that is a great blessing. Okay. Praise the Lord. That's yes. Awesome. And are you guys going to church anywhere?
0: Yes, I go to the fort. Uh I haven't been in a, a couple of weeks or so. It's not I ain't been lately, but yeah, that's where I go when I go to church. is the, the fort. fort. Mhm really good church. I like it there. And your husband goes there with yes, you? Yes, he does. And so does when I can get my son to go. He sleeps on the weekends because he has to get up so early through the week, but he'll go with me sometimes.
1: Okay. All right. Awesome. Is there any bit of advice or word of wisdom or word of encouragement that you would like to share with others who may be in struggles right now?
0: Don't give up. Don't lose hope. And you're not the only person out there that does suffer from the things that addiction that i mean a lot of people suffer from that yeah and and now it's more spoken about and that's a good thing and there's there is help out there if you want it but if you don't want it it's not going to happen you have to be ready to accept it
1: okay is there anything that i did not ask you that i should have or maybe that anything else that you just want to add
0: i'm just grateful for safe house ministries and i'm grateful for tomorrow's hope and grace house and for all the people that I've met down here that's helped me to improve myself, I'm just grateful that God give me grace and hope.
1: Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Thank you again, Jana, for being here. Thank you. You mind if I close this in a word of prayer? That's fine. Father, I praise you and I love you and I thank you so much. What a wonderful testimony of your grace and just all that you've done to, to reach down and rescue Jana from the many hardships that she's had over the years and to bring her down here to Columbus to Grace House and Tomorrow's Hope and to give her a husband now who loves her and treats her as he should. And thank you that she's able to have Keegan and raise him. I pray that you would bless I bless her marriage, bless her relationship with Keegan as she trains and raises him, that she would be able to invest in him and teach him and guide him to help him become the man that he ought to be, so that he can one day honor you and treat his future wife well and raise his family well. Bless Jana. Bless her future. Help her with the GED. Help her to do well in school, to be able to retain the information, to understand it, and to pass that test. And Just bless her future and guide her and direct her. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. We look forward to being with you again next week as we share another testimony about the power and the goodness of God to change lives through Safe House Ministries. If you are someone listening to this podcast that loves to hear these stories of the great things that God is doing in changing people's lives for the better, and if you would like to be a part of that work, please reach out to us. You can reach us at 2101 Hamilton Road, Columbus, Georgia, 3190.4. You can call us at 706 3773 or you can email us at info at safehouse-ministries.com. Thank you so much for being with us this week for the Renew, Restore, and Rejoice podcast of Safehouse Ministries. We pray that God will bless you this week, and we look forward to having you back with us again next week for a new episode.